Hi, welcome to Cats and Tomato Plants. This is a very simple podcast. It's basically an idea I had in the pub where I figured I would record the conversations that I would be having anyway. So there's a, a bunch of people who sprang to mind. They just seemed like people that I'm very pleased that I know and people that I tend to have interesting chats with. So after enough of those to inspire something creative, I thought I'd start recording them. Okay, I think the recording's kicked in. Yes, it has. We're good. All right, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Uh, hello. Nice to see you. Thank you for doing this. This is awesome. I really, really appreciate your time. Um, I'm gonna just we've oh, we've talked about this already, but I'm gonna do a little uh, recap of like why we're doing this, what we're talking about, um, what we're trying to get out of it, and then um jump into some some chit chat I think so yeah just just to um just kind of sort of set the scene a little bit this is part of uh the joint efforts that have been put together through uh Mind Out and the parents network at TJG so it's all part of the all-in network um Mind Out was uh, set up very specifically to talk about men's mental health um set up by just a couple of guys who who were aware of the need for some sort of resource and had the desire to kind of give something back into that process um, and the parents network kind of speaks for itself obviously and um, just the fact that there's a lot of people in the same boat that that aren't really um that might not have access to the right kind of resources and are lucky enough to work for the kind of company where this stuff exists so yeah it's it's really nice to have you here um what we were planning to talk about just uh, with with father's day just gone happy father's day to you all by the way belatedly um we were just going to talk uh, just very openly and very casually about your uh, experience of lockdown as parents um so you know with that, with that combination of you know men's mental health and and being a parent in general i um i'm just really interested in how you've found it i know like different stuff has been going on with each of you in terms of your your challenges and your um, experiences and, and what's been going on. So yeah, just really keen to, to chat to you for a bit about how it's been and, and what lessons you've learned and um, what you might do differently in hindsight and, and any of it really. So should we start there? Yeah, um, okay, I'll, I'll kick off because I think I have, because uh, how was it? It was awful is, uh, is what I would say. It, it, was, it was a real struggle and I suppose one of the things for me that it kind of made me realise, uh, I suppose, overarching piece is that actually, like, I think a lot of people judged what it was like for, for not necessarily as a father, but as a parent, um, what it was like in lockdown with children was, OK, how many kids have you got? I've got one kid. Well, I've got, you, you must have it easier than me because I've got three kids or, or something like that. But actually, it doesn't really matter how many kids you've got. It's about the, the network you've got around it, the support network there. So I think if you are if you were a single parent with one child, but you're living up a block of flats, you, you're struggling to go out. Uh, you've got the homeschooling and things like that uh, versus someone else who's got three kids, but maybe two two parents, maybe one of them isn't working. Maybe granny lives down the road, auntie around the corner. But actually, they've got a far better support network. So I, I think it's really important to understand people's individual situation rather than they've got one kid, they've got three kids. So it must be tougher, tougher over there. Uh, and I suppose to bring that to my personal experience is that I've got a seven and a four year old uh, and my wife is a key worker. So uh, therefore, she has to leave the house for work. 
So when when the lockdown first happened, um, and and then on top of that, the schools closing, is that me and my wife we had to rejig our days completely. Uh, so I was doing uh, I was working seven to eleven. My wife then left the house to go to work from eleven until 7 p.m. Uh, sort of on those shifts but then she would also have to work a Saturday to give me an extra day off in the week oh. so that I could actually sort of catch up so we had a situation where we had one day together as a family which was the Sunday uh, but other than that if, if my wife was home I was upstairs working and when she left the house to go to work I'd be downstairs trying to work trying to do um, uh, the homeschooling and in, in the end it, it absolutely made me feel that I wasn't on top of my work and I wasn't on top of being a good parent. Uh, and my team will testify to that when I'm on team calls. Hold on a second. Uh, kids, stop doing this. Or not. You know, you felt out, out of control. And, and I guess bring it into the to, to mind out is that for me, I think I, I never, ever felt that I would have a breakdown. But I think that's probably the worst thing you could ever think. And because uh, looking back on it now, I reckon I was very, very close to having a breakdown, but you never really know how close you are probably until you end up having it. So as much as at the time it was like, okay, I'm stressed, I'm not sleeping very well, I, my day's all over the shop, I'm not in control, uh, but actually, I, no, I won't have a breakdown because I'm not the kind of guy who has a breakdown. I didn't, but I, I reckon I was very, very, very close. And I, and I guess that was the realisation for me, actually, is that, that it's, not, it's not really about how strong you are, it's about you never know when it's going to come. And if it, if it came, you know, it'd be... It'd be myself to blame, I guess. Um, so, so that that's my very, uh, very sort of. I don't know how how close I felt I was during the lockdown. But then, if I could finish on a maybe a slightly brighter note, is that actually during that time, you know, once, once the initial lockdown had eased and we were able to let a few, uh, you know, others into to the bubble, then um, and the schools reopened. You know, you know. I was able to do the school run, you know, so actually this this working from home has allowed me to do the school run just down the road. And again, I thought the school run was just, you know, I never did it because I was always out of the house before they got up and back just in time for, for bedtime. But it was OK. What am I missing when I drop them off? But actually dropping them off at school is it's the walk you have on the way down, isn't it? It's the look at the clouds, look at the sky. Where's that person going in that uniform? Where's that car? Look at the cement mixer and all of this. And I guess it's your job as a parent, which I never knew was to send them into school with the best attitude, a skip in their step and, you know, to embrace the day ahead. Whereas, whereas I think before that, it was just, you just drop them off at school. So I, I've got a relationship with my kids now that I never, that I wouldn't have had really if, if lockdown hadn't have uh, happened as it did. So uh, it certainly was very, very challenging at the start, but now, now we're beyond that with a bit more support around it. It's, it's uh, you know, it's uh it's a wonderful thing. And then hopefully as a business, you know, we get the right balance, which is, is, I'm sure we will, um, with how you can enjoy sort of both parts, really. Yeah, nice. That, that's me. I definitely echo, John, your thoughts on... Oh, sorry, Lawrence, I've jumped no, in. Uh, just echo, you know, it's been great. I've been in there. So I've got... Uh, I'm a dad uh, and I've got three kids. So four months two two-year-old and a five-year-old so it's very busy in this house um but but with my eldest Noah I've been able to do the school run and I've just loved it so much it's been brilliant um but I guess lockdown um lockdown was really really tough uh and I think I was quite lucky when Noah is only kind of just in school but even trying to balance that homeschooling uh homeschooling was a, a lot of pressure trying to fit that in um but yeah i think i think it's it's had a different impact on everybody um i think i think and you know everyone's circumstances are are kind of different um i 
found that I found running during lockdown. That's something that's really helped me just okay. to have my own time um, and to kind of clear my head. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's been hard. I've also loved it because of the school runs, because of there, there's no commute. I haven't got an hour commute to, to work. Like that's that's hugely, that's a massive benefit for me. But um, yeah. So how is it that the teachers managed to, when, when like, you know, our, our threat around the homeschooling was, I'm going to tell Miss Witt, okay, okay, I'll do it. So <laughs> how can we as parents have such little control? But yet the teachers seem to have this uh, authority uh, around them, doesn't it? That the kids just do what they say. Definitely. Yeah, I've got a newfound respect for all teachers, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I I had a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's so easy for you to, to kind of compare I always like so often to sort of drift into this moment of comparison where I know Ben said it really tough three kids John you've got wife that works away mine uh well John you know uh I think Rachel yeah. used to work at um uh Total Jobs and um she hasn't worked since she left so she's she's uh she's in fact she's now getting back into work in the last couple of weeks um but uh just we just decided to take a proper break so I was really lucky from the perspective of um, you know having somebody who could, who could look after the kids all the time and and I didn't have to worry so much during lockdown. But but at the same time it, it put a lot of strain on our relationship because I was working every hour that I could get hold of. Uh, it was a really really crazy time. And there was a photograph. Rachel convinced me to go out for a walk. Um, she just felt that I really needed to get away. And there's a photograph of us walking through this beautiful, like rapeseed field. It's like, yeah, you sort of absolutely blue and beautiful yellow colours and stuff. And there's me, and I've got holding the kids. And I that photograph really haunts me, like really haunts me. Every time I see it, it sort of really makes me think I need to be careful, because I was. That was the first time I'd been out of the house in six weeks. So like, not not like. Jesus like like actually the prep like i had not walked past the pavement of my house i had been the only rooms i'd been in is the bedroom this room to work or occasionally the lounge it was just like there was there was nothing uh other than than work and it, it was it was a crazy it was you know joint forces pretty crazy time I, I um sometimes a bit of a lightning rod for for problems at work so you know you, you sort of take on a lot a lot and i wasn't coping i really wasn't so i i a bit but again you know that sort of comparison thing kicks in like really i should be able to you know i i'm i'm i i can do this you know it's just that i'm putting just problem i'm just getting the balance wrong i'm not i'm not doing quite enough for myself not doing quite enough for the family and then that would make me a better person at work and trying to get that balance is so so hard. And similar to Ben, actually, I found found running, which which seemed very unlikely. I, I, I usually it's golf, but uh, it was running this time. And I I did catch the five k and got got to literally the second to last run on catch the five k and was quite like smashing it. it was it was going really well and rolled my ankle really badly. <laughs> and uh, but but I felt like I was in a really good rhythm and I kind of and and it kind of helped me realized that I could find it if I needed to I could find that rhythm again 
Um, but it was, yeah, it was, it was difficult. It was really hard to look at that photograph, just just to to remind myself of like how 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 far it I'd gone and how um, how I don't know far away from myself I'd become. Like it was quite Ooh. strange. Mm. It's interesting. So like one thing that, that no, I was just I was just going to ask. Like one one thing that seems common in all three of those answers is that you're everyone's kind of like you it sounds like you're aware that you're not all right but like so I just I had a kind of open question like it, it, and and it kind of very much links into what I'm very interested in which is kind of mental health in general but like if if you know what what support network or what you know if any existed in that situation or or is it just a case of going well you know I'm I'm not all right but I have to be because you know for, for for whatever reason you know maybe it's because you're the man of the house or or you're the one that's that's doing that's working or whatever like what um what happens at the point where you realize you're not okay do you just carry on going or do you um you know are there kind of and the reason I ask is because mind out is attempting to do that like in lockdown where we're not in the office with each other and we're not um able to go to the pub or go for a coffee or you know anything just going just going rant about something around the corner and um, what what has existed for you in these situations or is it you know the the unfortunate answer that that there hasn't been anything actually for me i i would i would sort of say that because because you were so time poor so i, I think you actually said it really well there lots you know i'm not part of the uh, joint forces, but certainly on the sales side, there, there was a huge amount of change. You know, how can we position ourselves to come out of this situation in the best possible way? So, so work, work when when all around you, you've got you know mates who are doing less and less and less sort of work. I think our, our volume of work went higher and higher, but for all the right reasons. You know, the, the company kind of stood stood beside us and what have you. But then, I, I felt that with, I, I felt you didn't have the time to find the time to do something else, you know, and 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 that's the thing is that one one call leads to another call leads to another call. Hence, you know, I was two minutes late to this call because that call went over by two minutes. And and you get very, very used to not having gaps in a day. And I, I think it's that I, I, th I think the biggest problem is that you don't you don't have to, the time to find the time to go, OK, how am I feeling about this? And so it, it's a state of mind that you just carry on in and you can you can perform, I guess, for quite a long a long time at that but but it's not sustainable it's not you can't carry on like that forever and, and I guess it's the I, I don't think I needed to know it, you know I probably didn't know where to go but even if you put it in front of me I might not have had the time to read it and to to act on it but then it's, it's about being I guess extremely self-conscious isn't it and going okay I, I can't I've carried this on for two months three months whatever it might be I can't carry it on for another two or three months and then you have to it's that self-realization, isn't it? And I guess not everyone is able to have that self-realization. Um, and uh, so, but I guess maybe the, the I, I don't know if, if it's an age thing or whatever, or the more experience you get, the more you start to realize what you're, where you're going and therefore you need to sort of pull yourself out of it. But actually, if there are support networks around, which they clearly are, then actually, you know, maybe, yeah, but, you know, maybe we need to make more of an effort to find those things because they are there to to help you sort of through this. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, I think um, I, ha I haven't always been aware of kind of uh, signals that I'm, I'm doing too much and there's not enough balance or, you know, maybe I'm starting to have, you know, feel a bit anxious. But I, I am now and I think it's just keep being aware of those signs. Um, 
Grace, my wife is great. We, you know, uh, we talk all the time and are really kind of honest about how we're feeling. Uh, she's a great support for me. Um, friends, so my best mate, I'll always speak to him. We're very open. We've got a good relationship. Um, Grace actually tells me that I speak to him more than I do her. So, um, is uh, it, but a support network is so so key, and having those relationships where you can talk really openly. Um, yeah uh, so so for me just being aware being aware and knowing the signs of when I'm doing too much and I guess another thing that uh one of my friends who, who used to work here at the Andy always told me which was you've got to have everything in balance and um he kind of every month or two months will kind of draw out a circle and split that into where he's spending his time so he'll ask himself, like, am I doing enough with the family? Uh, am I doing enough with my partner? Am I looking after myself? Um, how am I doing with work? And I found that really, really useful. So I've, I've started that one with pride. And, yeah. um, you know, really understand where you're spending your time. And are you doing enough? You know, oh, I'm, I'm not spending enough time uh, with the kids. I'll address that. But it's just being aware of it. Yeah. Um, I... I, I... I guess I've really started to notice when it when it sort of is happening but like what I worry about is how often I ignore it so I I I know that it's happening like like um there's a couple of times last month where I went to bed at seven right now that is weird p.m 7 p.m okay yeah fine. Okay. I literally came off my last call went down to Rachel just apologized and said like I'm gonna have to go to bed when the kids do like I I've got I've got eight o'clock calls I probably need to get up at five to kind of just prepare for like the day like so I'm just I'm just gonna that's what I'm gonna do but the weird thing was I used to commute to London all the time I would go to bed at sort of 10 30 my my train was at 10 past six in fact I did this the other the other week so I'm kind of used to getting up like like a mm. like a drill sergeant you know just like but there's only so much you eventually something just sort of snaps like you you just sort of like ah oh, do you know what actually I can't I'm not going to be able to function tomorrow if I just don't get that just extra yeah. few hours sleep and it's at those moments where I just think I need I need to wind it back but I've ignored it more often in the last six months than than I should have like like uh, I just uh, I just need to do one more it's like a like a I just a few more blue jeans call um, <laughs> and, and um it's very strange but, but there's uh, always that that sorry Lawrence I was gonna say that, that I so I think there's always that okay this is just a period that we're going through right what once we once I've broken the back of this that everything everything will free wheel it'll be fine from there but it isn't, is it? Because other, th you know, there's always other things. You say there's always more yeah. uh, that, that's going on. But what what, what I found that I interesting, it made me think, um, is that I uh, again, I was probably like this before, but again, the whole brain dump thing is, is a great thing. It's, it can be very hard to sleep when you know you've got this on tomorrow, and am I fully prepared for that? Is that enough? And, and it depends. You know, some people worry more than others. Some people wing it, as you know, in sales. Others, 
others are, are ultra prepared. But what, what I actually found was really helpful for me is that um, I would literally just just turn my phone on and put it into notes or I'd email myself, like, don't forget about this, this. And then actually in the morning, I could then, it would it'd then enable me to sleep because I've kind of, I kind yeah. of got rid of it. And then in the morning, I'd look at it and go, oh, you know, oh, look, look at what John sent, sent me today. <laughs> and, and, it, and it did help me. It reminded me, OK, yeah, these are things that I need to just get on with straight away because otherwise it's going to it's going to frustrate me all day long. It's going to hold me back. You know, it's going to be there. So just getting it done nice and early, getting it out. I, I love that kind of. Well, I hate the kind of getting up extremely early, but I do like the fact that if I can get up and get these things done, then I know the rest of the day is going to be yeah. work how I want it to work. Type thing. Yeah, it goes back to that, like checking in with yourself bit, though, because like, you, you really reminded me my little brother's got to, I, I obviously haven't got any kids, but my little brother's got two. And the number of times I heard him say, you know, if we can just get here, like if we can just get to this, like this is horrible right now. But if, but when we're here, it'll be OK. And it's everything from from like my niece stopping teething to to going on to like nursery to like, you know, she's not sleeping very well. But if she can just get to school, then she'll be knackered and then she'll sleep. And it, it did worry me a bit because there was never the result never came. So he's just he's waiting for this imaginary point where Juliet wasn't an absolute nightmare. <laughs> and it was and it, I just I wondered, you know, where if he knew where his red lines were, like if he got if he had an idea in his head of how much was going to be too much or if he just if he, if there is this additional pressure as a as a dad to just keep going. And it's it, I was I was very worried about him for a time. It's um, and, it, yeah, it the, the kind of difficulty with parenting. So like. Um, so if I, I don't know whether this is common, right? This is not something that I normally say out loud. But, uh, but, but so if, if, if my wife and I are like driving down a road, right? And she'll see like a VW van, okay? Or a lighthouse. And she, oh, that's a nice house. And that's what she means. That's all she means. She literally means that house is nice, right? But I, I turn that into... We need a better house. There's a load of jobs that you need to do around your house right now. But we also need to save for the kids. And then we also, I need to earn more, right? And so, like, I, I, I basically just, spy, like, I can't take the smallest thing. Sometimes I can. So if I'm if I'm light of mood or whatever, like, it's fine. But, like, it, 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 and it, then I'll go quite quiet. And she's like, what? what? where where are you like what have you got and I'm just like in my head trying to work out my pension like like that's like just it makes no sense it's so illogical that that you kind of or I kind of spiral in this way and it's it's, it's sort of the same with the kids but what what I would say about your brother is that I kind of did the same because that short-term view like there's a lot to say about living in the moment you know that like that quite often you you forget to live because you literally just are your head is in the future all the time or the past and and so if you kind of have like short-term goals of like well in a couple of months there'll be or if, if you don't have those blocks then actually thinking about well you know soon there'll be a university and I've got to save that money like it, it can unlock a lot of stuff that you don't yeah. really think about in that moment so it's, I don't know, it's like there is something about that which is quite, I don't know, healthy in some ways. Like, um, I don't know. 
just like whittling it down to the yeah. the, problem, the problem right now rather than yeah. all the problems ever yeah exactly yeah. okay yeah i definitely do the same though grace would be like that's a nice house and i'll literally be like but we're doing all right grace we're doing all right <laughs> it's that whole comparison to everyone else it doesn't even matter um but yeah i wonder if that's just a man thing though like someone like i can't even remember who it was somebody at work not so long ago told me that i'd lost weight and i was like in my head i translated that to i used to be really fat <laughs> like, <laughs> like you'll just you'll just go off on one like did i say that no that's not the thing i said so <laughs> shush <laughs> it's yeah. funny when we talk about like being in the moment i think my, like my everyone's different right but my experience sometimes when we've had our like our challenges as a family and we've got a crazy house and yet you know the kids are at different stages and they're really hard like Darcy doesn't sleep I don't know if she ever will sleep but <laughs> like it's not about for me what helps me is not being in that moment but actually having a bit of perspective and being like yeah. I know it's hard at the moment I know it's hard at the moment but actually it's not going to be like this forever um you know this is yeah. just a phase a period um and, and for me i i would i would also say that again it's it's unbelievable what the children um kind of kind of you know i, I guess make you feel so so as you say there with with the children waking up you know my four-year-old comes into our bed every single night without fail anytime between 11 well that maybe you know, anytime between 12 and 4 in the morning and now it's got to the point where you don't even hear the little steps and then her, her jump up onto bed and get in and also you like, oh my god you're, you're there and of course you're there because you're there every single every single night but but at least then it, like at times if you're struggling to sleep or whatever because the pressures of, of other other things are there uh, actually again just looking across at my little girl there it, it it actually does give you or gives me a sense of peace whereas Actually, maybe without that, you you get even more heads up about the things that are in your brain. So I do find that there is, as much as there's huge challenges getting them up, getting them dressed, getting them ready for school, getting them out of the house and all that, there's actually the peaceful moments are just, I don't know, are, are hugely relaxing. You know, be it watching a Disney movie or something on a Saturday morning, you know, no, I don't want to watch Aladdin, but guess what's, yeah. We'll we'll watch it. I think I'll have a catch up on my sleep at ten thirty on a Saturday morning or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's watch match of the day, kids. No, no. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm still trying with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it, I I found there was a funny moment. It was a month or so ago now, but we kind of got in the habit of so one of them will always get up. Like Grace is usually up uh, two or three times during the night. And um, but Angus normally gets into bed with us about sort of six thirty. And uh, anyway, <laughs> Angus got into bed with us and asked for the iPad because normally at six thirty you're like, okay, well half an hour on the iPad just for like quick line before I go feed the dog or whatever it is. That's fine. Anyway, Rachel, Rachel reached over and gave him the iPad, and I was like, it doesn't feel like six thirty. I like picked up my phone. It's two thirty. <laughs> I say it's not Angus. It's not Rachel. What are you doing? It's two thirty in the morning. You're like, what are you expect? Just like so, so bleary eyed and so like, just please, just leave me alone. Like, quite, like just, just watch this for half an hour. Um, yeah. yeah it's, it's, what do they do before iPads? I feel it makes me feel so. With Angus, it's a lot. Um, I feel so much more comfortable. Grace doesn't, not as that, not that interested uh, in the iPad, but uh, Angus tends to touch wood at the moment 
kind of watch educational things he's like mm. like does countries and and um uh, kind of like he's he's his geographic knowledge and is is and just like spelling things and like he's he's really into that kind of thing um i do not know where he gets that from um <laughs> But he, um, you kind of feel slightly better about it, but still at the same time, you know, look, uh, and you know, you, you kind of, well, needs must, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I swear yeah. though, like every every generation of parents is going to have like the thing that they worry about. I'm sure my parents must have looked at my sort of social life and just been terrified of the Super Nintendo, just thinking, oh, he's melting Ooh. his brain, you know, yeah, yeah. Super Mario isn't teaching him anything. Like there's there's always, and like before that, you know, my, you know, my granddad was probably terrified of Jimi Hendrix corrupting Ooh. my father. And like, you know, there's always going to be something, but there's, there's, I would imagine, again, I can't relate to it, but I would imagine that just some faith that eventually it will be all right. <laughs> like yeah. that, you, that you haven't raised, you know, complete, complete fools at some point and they'll, they'll something or something will sink in at some point and yeah it'll be okay i mean, I mean one of the things actually when you say you know having faith in that the the because uh, one of my biggest fears for my children you know we, we uh is is really is i suppose their peer group you know who their friends become when they get older so i think you know i think we as parents can you you could be as good as parent as you possibly can be and i'm sure everyone tries to be that that you know that that parent um and uh, and what what worries me, I guess, is the is a lack of control that actually when they go to senior school, because they say one is seven and four. So, yes, I, I am. I am the, the man in, in control uh, of, of them, because guess what? You, I'm bigger than you. So, you know, you, you can't, you know, cleverer than you. I can open that jar. You can't blah, blah, blah. But there'll be a time when when they, you know, they, they become that. But actually, it worries me when they go to secondary school and things. Uh, and maybe the first parties when they're 14, 15, 16, you know, and if they if they get in with the wrong crowd or give someone the wrong look somewhere. And obviously we see it all go on in the news. And I guess that, that that's probably one of my fears as a person. I have faith in the way that I bring them up, that hopefully everything will be OK for them. But I, there also is a huge fear within within the world, I guess, is that they something happens to them that is that is just out of their control. Do you know, what I mean? it's not yeah. because of them. And, and again, I find that quite a hard thing to kind of. Um, compartmentalized because you can't do anything about it because you it is not in your control type thing yeah i guess covid must be a whole other layer to that like that you you don't yet know what the impact of lockdown and not going to school and you know the growing up in the fear of a pandemic like you don't know what that's going to have done to your kids yet that must be terrifying or at least very hard to put out of your mind sometimes mm. I think. well i think I mean, I, I don't know about yours, uh, John, but like, being a little bit older, but I, I suppose for Ben and I, it really probably hasn't made that much difference. They've barely noticed. Okay. You know, it's, um, if anything, they've just seen, I mean, I, I so, uh, when, so before, where, whatever date it was, sort of mid, like mid-February uh, last year, I did 14 flights to and from Dusseldorf and Poland mm. just trying to like keep this joint forces thing alive and you know trying to have face-to-face -face conversations and suddenly just stopped like like a like I mean like I was not I was not there I was complete absentee parent and then immediately was there so or at the very least in the house um so 
that was a that was a big change for them but but only but but really positive suddenly I was like there for breakfast you know and 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 that made a a really big difference for, for both of us for all of us um so I, I think and, and you know I think a lot of the future to work um conversations are sort of circling around you know I I I wonder I don't want to lose that I understand that you know I need to go to work occasionally and and there's benefits to going to work occasionally but you know I don't I don't want to lose those things that I just found um yeah that's uh there's it's definitely a, a two-way street though because again it's been really interesting for me like I've been I've been looking at it the other way around almost like I, I found the beginning of lockdown immensely lonely and I was you know I was sat I was just screaming to get back to the office because I you know I, I got to Bonnie Bonnie actually checked in on me at one point because she remembered that I lived alone uh, at the beginning of it and uh, she just she just rang me up and she was just like are you I just wanted to check you were all right you probably haven't had a hug for the last couple of months and it was only then that it occurred to me that she was right so yeah, I I think like it depends hugely on your circumstances. And again, like going back to my brother, he the first video call that we had with each other during lockdown, he um he rang me um just as a as a uh, WhatsApp like voice call, and he was sat in his car, and I was like, where have you gone at like ten o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday? And he went, oh, I'm I'm working, <laughs> and he basically like he was his office was. The front seat of his car because he couldn't bear to be in the house with his kids any longer so i was there kind of complaining about how you know oh, i just i ordered a pizza on friday and i just did some yoga on saturday by myself and and then i didn't have anything to do so i watched a couple of cowboy films and he was just like shut up <laughs> i would kill i would kill for one weekend of your life just shut up so yeah it's so interesting the the things that people have the, I mean, you're the center of your own universe, I guess, but like, yeah, the, the the stuff that people struggle with and the stuff that people want to hang on to or change is is so varied. I think it's a big thing that companies in general are going to have to think about now is that that flexibility for everybody. It is difficult. So going back to the work thing, I mean, tonight, so I've like my this week actually, most days have started at eight. Tonight, I'll finish at seven. Yesterday, I finished at seven. Okay. Yeah. And that's mainly because of Maya uh, and, a, and a couple of other things. But I, I, I found that a lot harder. So the, the, the office also represented the beginning and end of work, mm-hmm. whereas you don't have that anymore. You, you, and, and, and because I'm a client inclined to work, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm happy to sort of take on the call. But it, it's. I, I found it. I found it shocking the other day. I was. I was on a. I was. On, I was finishing a, a call at eight to to Mark in the UK, and and I said, right, we're done. Let's go. And he said, no, I've got another call. Ugh. So it was. It, I was. I was. Re, I was quite taken aback by it. But I, but I, I, some of that, I think, you know, ultimately, um, you do have to be kind of control of yourself. Right. And I think that's part of the that's part of the problem. Like, you know, people will always take and I don't mean that the company is taking necessarily, you know, it's it's trying to function well. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're and you're naturally trying to facilitate that. But ultimately, you're a better human if you've 
spent more time with family, rested a bit more, um, had given yourself a bit more time to think. You're you're a better contributor. It's trying to find that again, that trying to find that balance, um, which is an individual thing as well. But yeah, it's a separation, isn't it? It's definitely the separation of of you know, like I, I love being around for the kids, but do you know what? I really miss my commute to work as well because yeah. it gives me that headspace in the car where I was like, right, this is this is what I've got on. This is this is what I need to do. Except, you know, I haven't got that time now. It's straight into it. You drop the kids off. I'm straight into my first call. Um, yeah, it's um, it's a yeah. It, there's a fine balance. Yeah, I, I I completely agree. The the switch on and off with the fact of walking into the office door and then walking out of the office uh, is it, big. I mean, it sort of changed a bit, didn't it, with mobile phones? You know, the fact that you've got your work email. So. Yeah. You know, you might look at that a bit, but but again, what you were saying there, Ben, is that the actually, you know, a uh, bit of fancy football, be it golf podcast, be it whatever, actually just catching up on the news. It's like I was so much more aware of the news with the commute because I would I would look at the news, I'd read most of the news in the business, but as you say now, it's you do the kids, 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 and and then you're starting to work, and then it's very hard. And again, because of the the I suppose the the video calls day, and and especially with messages coming in in Teams most of the time now, and, and also having to find a message. I sent it. Did I send it via WhatsApp? Did I send it via Teams? Did I send it via via email? And then and then actually in the evening is like okay, now the kids are in bed and it's eight thirty, quarter to nine. I'm downstairs, eating and that. Right now I'm going to check my email, and it's like what a what a ridiculous thing. It's like now I should be not looking at anything and. And having that time to, you know, to yourself and your wife. But it's like, okay, put something on because I'll, I'll just check email because I'm on top of the day of whatever it was. But I don't know what I've not seen uh, in email. And that's that's awful to go kind of go at midday. Oh, did you get that email? What email? You're sending me a message in Teams to say, check my email. And <laughs> yeah. but, but, but as you say, I think we're all busy. And I think maybe some of it you actually put on yourself because, because you are that kind of person. You know, that's, you know, I, yeah, you want to take that responsibility. Um but I, I have, uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, uh, I've quite an interesting kind of thing for me. My my father passed away. Hey. Uh, my my father passed away with uh, dementia and Alzheimer's. I'm talking about the Father's Day, sort of 15 years ago now. So far, far too early. And again, I maybe a lesson to to us all and to myself is that actually he he started showing showing real signs almost the day he retired. And that's awful to think, God, if we do all of this work all of our lives and yeah. then you can't even enjoy your retirement. So message note to everyone just to th- think about that that could happen. So um, but but yeah, it was 15 years ago and it, it was my dad that actually got me into golf. Uh, and at the age of sort of 16, 17, you know, I couldn't believe that I could play a sport and drink beer and smoke a fag on the way around. Like what a brilliant, what a brilliant invention. Perfect. Uh, exactly. So so, I, so I've been playing golf for, for many, many years. And I'm trying to get my boy who's seven into golf and, and my daughter as she's growing up. So they've got cut down clubs and what have you. And, um, and he's not really into it, but, but he's sort of getting there. And I say to my wife that I've got this image of me and my me and my boy walking down the first fairway, having both hit our shots and me put my arm around him and, and just being in tears because it would be this is what I used to do with like my dad. Now I'm doing it with my son and that. And then I can imagine my boy turning around to me because he's a bit cheeky, turning around and going, Dad, what are you crying for? The shot wasn't that bad. It's just on the trees on the left. And I, and I went, oh, son, you don't understand. You don't understand what this means to me. So, you know, my wife always just rips out of me going, oh, John, you get far too emotional over those things. But it's, yeah, but I'm talking about it's my dad and it's golf and my son. And like those three things. So, uh, yeah, that's a, a, a funny thing I can see happening in the future. Yeah, I mean, my, so my, 
uh, my dad passed away about six years ago. He, he would have been 80 uh, last Saturday. And uh, he, again, way too early um, and introduced me to golf. John and I talk about golf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we will carry on until eight o'clock at night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, the, he, the thing that I really miss about him was um, with, with, with mates, you always feel that you have to kind of like put, um, I don't know, that you, like there's an entertainment value that you need to bring to a call. Right. So like, you know, like so Jules, a friend of mine has just called me. And I, I know that if I picked him up, it would be better about, oh, Germany's playing England. How's that at work? And so that that's the chat. That would be the chat. And um, with my dad, I would just phone him and, and really just be very open about like, how I was feeling. And he wouldn't necessarily be judgmental or um, he wouldn't sometimes he wouldn't even offer advice. He just just listen. Yeah. And, and he was really, he was just really good at that. You know, just really, really good. My mum turns everything I say into a panic. Like if I if I say anything, like it's just oh god, well, please don't. I hope work don't fire you. Like you know, it's, just, oh, it's all right, it's fine. Like it, it's it's good. It's just it's just hard at the moment. So it's it's quite. I miss that. I really miss that sort of slightly detached advice but very comforting and and that feeling that you can kind of just say anything you know and and and, uh things activities like golf were great because they you know you're quite often with other sports it's a little bit like a walk actually Mm. right so like walks are enough time to sort of like get past the the normal stuff and then eventually dip into actually what's meaningful and 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 that's part of the problem with sort of modern communication now as well like you know like you're everything is quite short and sweet and you never really get to the meat um it, it, you know or, or create the situation to, to to kind of do that like a fireside chat mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so i think i think that that does make things harder definitely you know it's mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah things said about sorry john um, I was going to say it's just it's interesting what you said about like having to, that element of like performance and what you bring to the table for your mates as well because like your your relationship with your father you know for at least the first 16 years of it is is one of mismatched hierarchy and you know yeah. you, you're born vulnerable literally um, whereas I mean, yeah I remember ben, ben before we started talking today you were saying about how like yeah your your sort of schoolmates and stuff aren't necessarily despite being your closest people to you aren't necessarily the people that you would throw a problem at because it's it's just not the same dynamic it's yeah it's um i I, I don't know sorry i've cut you off Stu. um but but yeah it's it's um i guess uh, there's different groups of people or in my support network and i think just yeah the the boys that i've grew grew up with we 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 we're close we see each other really frequently for god knows how many years but we don't how we don't talk about our mental health and how we're feeling and it's very strange but then i look at people at work street we've had conversations about mental health and and yeah. how we're and you know that's great but it's just yeah i've never had those conversations with with the group of friends that i've, I've grown up with which when you say it out loud just sounds crazy right they probably know you the best yeah uh, it, it but, is so it's just so odd that like 
like I shudder to think what the reaction would be if I suggested meeting up with my best mate to do anything other than drink. Like <laughs> just if I suggested going out for a walk and talking to him about a problem, I would get destroyed. <laughs> and in a way, like I mean, I know if it was really serious, I'm sure he'd be all right. But like, yeah, just the, even if it was a sort of thirty percent problem, like a three out of ten problem, I I would I fear to do it. And yeah, you do, I think in in a way you do need that like slight detachment um with with whoever you're going to throw stuff at sometimes but but that's such a shame because yeah we've been mates for like 25 years it's it's so it's so weird that there's a fear in there about that but that's actually important as well i i, I so recently like literally the last couple of weeks adam who i haven't seen for quite a long time uh and his, his wife had invited us over for a curry and i was i was really having a tough day at work um and uh so it came down Rachel was saying okay can we go at this time I was just like, okay yeah that's fine and um and she was just like look do you want me to just cancel it I was like no of course not of course not because I need to fake myself into happiness so like I like I like, I, be, I need to go, I need to go there and pretend that I'm happy and then by the end of the night I will be the happiest I've ever been right <laughs> <laughs> and and it, and that is always that that's definitely something for me like I, I really did like I had to go and watch his son play cricket best two hours ever like honestly ever like really nice cheap beer lots of really good conversation I spoke to, I spoke to his wife's mum for half an hour loved it like you know just I don't know what it was but as soon as I was kind of out of the context of my bubble I immediately felt better and and sometimes that's good as well just just to be able to just sort of take extract yourself away and remember that you can be human again you know and i think take yourself away and um i think it's important that you remember as a parent as a dad or for anyone really that you know especially as a parent right you you put everyone else first make sure the kids are right my partners are right but actually you've got to look after yourself and you've got to keep yourself well and make sure that you're doing the right things to be able to to give that care and and look after everyone else as well and I think that that gets forgotten sometimes as well yeah sure obviously we've all we've all probably got people that uh say it's not the standard to talk about your mental health with them um but yeah I I know with any of my friends if I did want to talk about something that I could call numerous people to have it but but I kind of don't, and maybe after this sort of conversation, actually, maybe I maybe I should do that more. But 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 as, as to Lawrence's point, it's like you know when we have our golf holiday away or whatever, you know, every year, the uh, it's the same old jokes that we've been saying for twenty years, <laughs> and to anyone else, they are just the most roughest jokes. But to us, each year they get funnier and funnier, and we know, and everyone teases them up because everyone knows that he's going to say that joke and he's going to say that one, and and actually in terms of mental health, maybe that is is also it's so important to have those times. Yeah. As, as well because actually that just takes you away from everything so I think on the one hand you have to you absolutely need to know that you've got people that you can talk to to help you with things if you feel you're, you're at that but actually if you're kind of coping but you're you need to have those those uh those times that alleviate that stress and, and without that you know and that probably allows you to, to carry on in that vein for, for a bit longer I guess um so I, th- I think it's that, that self-awareness I think is is actually really important that's come through quite clear on here yeah nice what a beautiful way to end we're actually at time which is a shame because I could carry on doing this for another hour but um 
yeah that's a really really nice point to end on um yeah lovely i i won't keep you guys any longer but thank you for that thank you for the time that you've put into it and for your honesty it's lovely um and yeah just in general i think there's yeah there's a lot in there around like yeah checking in with yourself taking an inventory of, of your own vibe and and yeah just the absolute killer of, of just not um not giving in to the shame of admitting that you're not all right because like every single person around the screen has has said the same thing it's just like yeah I wasn't all right and then I realized I wasn't all right and I carried on and it's just it's it's very dangerous so mm. yeah it's nice to be able to do this thank you thank cheers, you all Stuart. Well, yeah. thank you guys take care cheers. Cheers. thanks John cheers, cheers. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.